Hey mama, today I wanna to share with you two really simple tips that you and your kids can apply to your everyday life to help you overcome and navigate the negative emotions. You know, those moments that look like meltdowns, tantrums, bad attitudes, frustration, just feeling downright negative. I know you mama and I know that you want more joy in your day-to-day -day life. There's always a curveball thrown your way, or so it seems, and it's just exhausting. Sometimes you feel like you're constantly putting out fires and that your brain is on fire and you live in a constant state of aggravation and stress. You don't want to let the struggles of business and often the frustration of being a mom keep getting the best of you. You don't want to be a ticking time bomb and just stuff your emotions to feel like you keep faking it until you make it, when in reality, you're really just grumpy all the time. You also want to help your kids stop pushing your buttons with their own bad attitudes and emotional meltdowns. At the end of the day, you just want to be more light, to experience more laughter, to be more free and carefree. You know, the way it was before all the responsibilities started weighing you down. This is why this conversation today is so important. Because if you want to be excellent in your home and in your business, and you want to serve your family and others well, we need to flex our freedom of choice when it comes to our feelings. We're going to first talk about the root of controlling our emotions, and then I'll share a few easy options to put you back in the driver's seat when your emotions are getting the best of you. Before we get into today's conversation, I want to mention that I have a free gift just for you that launched today. Yay! I'm so excited because this is going to be perfect just in time for the craziness of the school year, and because you're a podcast listener, you get to be the first to know about it. I know you've been out shopping for all your kids and all their back to school supplies and have them all set up to be sent out this week, but it's time now to get refocused back on you. How are you going to manage the, this fall as you juggle all the things and seek to be an excellent wife, mom, and business-minded mama? So this free resource is going to be your checklist to help you find more fulfillment while balancing motherhood and business like a boss. If you are already on my Nourishing Fam VIP email list, you will receive your free gift in an email. So make sure to add me to your contacts because email likes to be all spammy on me. You know how that works. But this is the way that you can stay in the loop and access this gift. Or if you're not on the list yet, pause right now, head over to nourishingmichelle.com and subscribe to the Nourishing Fam email list to receive your free copy today. I'm so excited to share this with you. I think it's really going to encourage you, inspire you, and just kind of get you refocused and realigned as you get your home in order, your life in order, and just gear up for a busy, busy fall as a mompreneur. So enjoy this fun freebie and enjoy today's episode. I am cheering you on, mama. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle Hyatt and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home 
and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey mama, I don't know if you consider yourself to have a more negative bent or not, but we all have the moments where we're grumpy, emotional, or just downright frustrated. Our kids are the same in that they often are not content or they want to whine and complain, which that alone can make us crazy. It is so easy for emotions to get the best of us. Cue the tears, outbursts of anger, binge eating, maybe tantrums if it's a child, or maybe you have mommy tantrums, those happen too, (laughs) and so on. But the first thing I want to mention is that how you feel is not always an accurate picture of reality. It's not that how you feel doesn't matter. It's that your feelings and emotions are not always true to the reality of the situation. In every situation, you must first get your mind right. It sounds simple, but it's certainly not easy. However, if you want to walk in victory and freedom, being intentional about your attitude and responses, no matter what comes your way, there's no getting around the root of the matter, which is the power of your mind. So before I share these two tips to shifting your emotional state, I've got to remind you that the root is in your mind. The secret lies in your thoughts. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. We have the power to choose what we think and what we focus on. And those thoughts that we choose to coddle will determine how we feel. Our thoughts, whether they're conscious or subconscious, they precede our emotions. Life will always hand you lemons. Sometimes they're big, juicy old lemons, and sometimes they're small. But whatever the case, we get to choose what we do with it and how we choose to view it. That's up to us. It is our freedom of choice. And I don't know about you, but I certainly want to walk in greater freedom, being all of the woman I am called to be. Yes, I have my moments, probably daily, but I want to flex my freedom of choice over how I carry myself and respond in life. I personally want more joy, more gratitude, more laughter in my days. And for me, I've got to discipline myself to be intentional, to not let my emotions get the best of me. I'll end up spending my days in a negative state and my feelings will rob me of my peace more than I can afford. It's just not worth it. And I know you, mama, I know that you want more joy in your day-to-day life too. There's always a curveball thrown your way and it's exhausting. Sometimes you feel like you're constantly putting out fires and that your brain is just on fire and you live in a state of aggravation. You don't want to let the struggles of business and often the frustrations of being a mom keep getting the best of you. You don't want to be a ticking time bomb and just stuff your emotions to feel like you keep faking it until you make it when in reality, you're really just grumpy all the time. At the end of the day, you want to be more light, to experience more laughter, to be more free and carefree. You know, the way it was before all the responsibilities started weighing you down. This is why this conversation is important, because if you want to be excellent in your home and in your business, and you want to serve your family and others well, it always starts with you. Your attitude is contagious, whether you realize it or not. Every day, you're setting the tone for those in your influence and creating the positive or negative energy that will either propel you forward or hold you back. I speak to you so humbly because in all honesty, I'm not naturally Mrs. Positive, happy-go-lucky over here. That would be more of my husband's uh, shoes that he wears. (laughs) But you know what? I always want to keep learning and growing and disciplining myself to be better and to make good choices with the thoughts that I think. And you 
and I can take back our freedom when we're first aware of the power of our mind. So hang with me and hear me out when I say that I believe that there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. And that despite the struggles and challenges that we face, there is so much good and gratitude that can be cultivated in the midst. We have the power of choice. What we choose to focus on is up to us. I've learned this more than ever this year. Our family's been through many challenges, but one thing that I've tried to stay faithful with is writing my gratitude at the end of the day. It has been so encouraging at the end of each week as I look back and reflect and prepare for the new week. When I look back, I'm able to see that despite how I may have felt, despite how I may have struggled or whatever has happened, there's been so much good. There's been so much to be thankful for, big things and just the little things. There's so much good in the midst. All the good that has happened is rooted in my gratitude that I've written down. And it just fills my heart with joy. And so I've talked about this before, but listen, challenges and blessings, they coexist in life. It's not one or the other, but we have the power to choose what we focus on. And we always want the good to be greater than the struggles or the challenges or the negative things in our life, because there's always both and we can go either way, right? I know this is easy to say, but it's not always that easy in reality. But I'm here to speak truth and to open your eyes to what's possible, to share the things that I'm learning and working on in my own personal life so that we can grow together. And I can encourage you on this uphill journey of pursuing your greatest potential as a wife, mom, and kingdom-minded entrepreneur, regardless of what season you're in. We cannot go through life being tossed by the waves of our circumstances and making excuses for why we can't do what we ought or be who we're supposed to be. No one is served well when we're swinging from our emotions. And most importantly, it doesn't teach our children well. It's funny because I have two sisters. So growing up, it was three girls and my mom in the house. And emotions were often king and discipline was not. There were many moments where we were simply allowed to be out of control and let our feelings rule the day. For example, with all those women in the house, things could get pretty tricky during that time of the month, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I remember many times my dad would secretly gather my sisters and I in the room and he would try to explain. He'd be like, girls, I need you to be extra gracious with your mother right now because it's a special time of the month for her. And I don't even know, we were younger. I don't even know if we fully understand what he was talking about, but every time without fail, my mom would end up storming into the room and she would realize the little conversation that was going on, which only added fuel to her fire. You can never get anything past my mom and bless my dad's heart for trying to be the PMS peacemaker. Fast forward to when I got married. I thought that when it was the time of the month, I had permission to act out of control. I mean, that's how it was growing up. There was the unspoken rule that you had to walk on eggshells around the suffering female of the house. However, my husband was like, uh, no, honey, like we're actually not going to act like that. For the first time, I learned that I could be in control of my emotions, even if my hormones were working against me. I could ultimately choose how I responded. It was like an adult epiphany. <laughs> but listen, so now let's fast forward a little more. Now I have four girls, in case you can't count, that's one, two, three, four little ladies in my house. So please pray for me, or actually my husband when we're all on our cycle one day. But one thing I knew about raising my girls is although they would have many emotions, at the end of the day, they get to choose how they will respond. 
I remember when I had my first daughter, a phrase that I often said when she was little was, be sweet. I would tell her, you know, be sweet. And by that, I was meaning choose to be sweet despite how you feel. I never had to use this kind of talk with my son, but raising girls is just different. And we've got to help them use self-discipline with their emotions and navigate their little attitudes from the beginning. Some of you moms are like, um, amen. <laughs> it's not that my kids can't express themselves and have their moments because they certainly do. I will have compassion and validate how they feel always. But at the end of the conversation, they have to be accountable to how they respond and know that no matter what, they have to make the choice. My youngest daughter has a super dominant personality. So to connect with her, I told her that she gets to be the boss of her emotions. Well, she immediately went around the house telling everybody that mom said she was the boss. <laughs> so took us a minute, we had to clarify that, that she was the boss of her emotions, but she could feel good about that because she can be in charge of this department. I give her my permission. I share all of this to say that I get the challenges of life. Heck, I've been married for 16 and a half years. I've lived in three states. I've moved 11 times. I've had five kids and I've done a lot of different things in the process. All that craziness does not yield to the word easy. But guess what? I keep growing and getting better. And as I strengthen my heart and mind, I can better be the boss of my emotions, having the greatest influence over how I feel. And guess what? You can take your ambitious, in-charge little self and be the boss of your emotions too. Listen, business is emotional. Marriage is emotional. Motherhood is emotional and everything in between. So I'm here to say that although the struggle is real and I get every bit of it, you have the power of your thoughts on your side. Your mindset matters and rooting yourself in gratitude is a super helpful strategy. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10:5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. As believers, we've got to take every thought captive or take control of our thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. Submitting it to truth. Just lay all of the crazy, all of the crazy you at the feet of Jesus because he can handle it. So we know that our thoughts dictate our emotions, but what do we do when our emotions get the best of us? There are so many times when although we know the truth in our heads, our emotions just take the higher seat and no amount of proper thinking seems to put us in our place. Those times where we just can't outthink our feelings. So let me quickly share two simple strategies that you can use to help your emotions get under control and ultimately be the boss of your emotions. These are things I do all the time and most importantly, teach them to my kids. So number one, change your environment. Specifically, get outside. There is something about getting outside and taking a minute to breathe some fresh air, watch the birds fly, look up at the sky, smell a flower, that seems to calm the soul. Why is this so helpful? Because it takes the focus off of you. One of my favorite places to recenter is at the beach, although that doesn't happen very often, but it's just the best place because you get to see as far as your eyes can see when you look up at the countless stars at night and you just realize how small you really are. Your problems and frustrations don't seem that big anymore. I think that looking at nature is a beautiful way to see God 
and understand that he is bigger than your problems. He is above it all. I love when Jesus said to the crowd in Matthew 6, 26 through 34, I'm just going to read this passage to you because it's all good. But he said, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows what you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. In this moment, Jesus was acknowledging that, hey, there's trouble to deal with on the day to day. But he also prompted us to look and learn from nature. When we look at the birds, when we look at the lilies and the flowers, when you look at nature and get a vast view of just how big the world is, realizing that you're like a little ant in this massive ecosystem of life, it puts you in your place and helps ground you where your intentional thoughts can actually dominate your emotions. It gives perspective. Remember that verse that says in Philippians 4, 8, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Surely there is something beautiful in the outside world that you can put your attention on. Just look around. There's this quote that I love and it says, if you don't like something, take away its only power, your attention. So maybe you can't physically get outside or you hate being outdoors, whatever the case, just change your location, move from where you are so that you can shift your attention, change your environment and what you focus on. And you have the power to change your choice, the choice of how you feel, how you respond and who you choose to be, regardless of the circumstance. Number two, change your physical state. Another option to help you get your emotions under control is to change your physical state. By that, I mean doing something physically to clear your mind and get your attention, grab your attention, if you will. Things like take a brisk walk, a burst of joyful movement, even though you definitely won't be feeling it, just do it anyways. Maybe some deep breathing, a prayer or worship, singing out loud, just something to where you move your body or shift your physical state in a tangible way. It helps. Just trust me. Listen, I use these strategies all the time, especially with my children. For example, I have a child that was struggling with math this morning. I set them up for success with proper perspective and encouragement, knowing that they would struggle pushing forward with this new lesson. Despite all the best coaching and mindset advice, I go and I check on this child. They're sitting outside at the table. Outside was their choice where to sit and do their work because I think they know the support of being outside and just kind of having that view, that the support of nature, if you will, just like I talked about, my kids are trained in this. But I look, I go outside and I look and I see that this child is sitting there just crying, completely defeated, completely frustrated, completely overcome by emotions. 
my little pre-math pep talk of giving them the right thoughts to think did not help them make the best choice at this moment, apparently. They sat there coddling their emotions and beating themselves up inside, stuck. I didn't try to talk them out of their feelings at this moment. I told them to close the math books and to get up and do something else. I gave them some instructions to not only change their environment, but also some ideas of what to do to help them get it together. It was frustrating to see my kid frustrated, but these are the moments where it's not even about math. I could care less. We can look at that later, but more importantly, my child needs to know that it's not okay to sit there and wallow to the point that you're sobbing at the table. They have the choice to get up, to put the books aside, and to take a break until they can get their head, their heart, and their emotions under control. We've got to be better than that. Moms, if you're homeschooling your kids or just doing homework with them, there are opportunities all around to teach and train your kids to respond to the struggles, the frustrations, and the disappointments, the setbacks in life. Math is nothing compared to what our kids will face one day in the real world, but how we influence and train them now will set them up for success for the future. So don't miss these opportunities to help guide and direct them and train them how to respond when these times happen because they just they just happen. And understand that also this is why you've got to do the work on your own responses and attitude on the daily. You're not only setting an example, but you're influencing the next generation, whether you realize it or not. Grow with your kids and always address the root of the issue, the heart of the matter. And anchor your kids in truth. At the end of the day, all of your parenting advice and training will pale in comparison to the truth of God's word. Teach your kids to stand firm in their faith when they struggle, as you also stand firm in your faith when you feel like falling apart. Psalms 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock. I love the words of the song. It made me think of it when I read this verse. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Take these opportunities to anchor your kids in truth and point them to the rock that they can stand on. So just to recap, the two simple strategies that you can use to help your emotions get under control and ultimately be the boss of your emotions when you're just feeling like a runaway train is number one, change your environment, and number two, change your physical state. And as a bonus, but really this is the most effective tool that I know of, it's to get on your knees. Get on your knees and surrender, mama. Lay your thoughts and feelings, the good, the bad, and the ugly at the feet of Jesus, knowing that he cares for you. He sees you and he knows every detail of your life. He sees when you rise and when you lie down. He knows every hair on your head. He created you to walk on this earth for such a time as this. He's the source and the answer to all of your worries and fears, to every trial that comes your way. He is with you. And when you can lay down your thoughts and your emotions at his feet and see him on the throne of your life, see that he's above it all and that he knows best, even when things just don't make sense, your worries can fade away. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding can fill your heart when you get your eyes fixed on him. Isaiah 26, three through four says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. 
Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Your problems don't seem so significant anymore as you offer up the sacrifice of worship to the King of Kings and fix your eyes on Jesus. I love the lyrics of the song that say, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I'll link in the show notes here uh, a, a version of that song so you can listen to it later. Just take two minutes and listen to it. It's beautiful and it'll just help realign and recenter you for the day. But listen, my beautiful friend, above all, get on your knees, humble your heart, and just surrender it all. You will always overcome this way. So Father God, I thank you for this special, amazing mom listening right now. I thank you for her heart for excellence, to not only work with excellence, but to be the best that she can be in all areas of life. Lord, you know every challenge she's facing in her life. You see the impossible situations. You know every worry and fear in her heart. You get the frustrations. But Lord, I pray that you would encourage and empower her to walk in freedom today. Not only knowing that she has the freedom to make good choices when her emotions get crazy, but that she has the freedom to come to you freely and lay it all down at your feet. Lord, give her the courage of surrender, the determination to fix her eyes on you and to focus her attention on the things that she cannot see. I pray that as you take your rightful place, that all of her cares and emotions would find their proper place under your feet. I thank you, God, that you are our source and strength for the good and the bad times, and we lean into you today. Meet each of us right where we're at and help us to show up as the woman you've called us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, you like Mama so please leave a review. Hey, Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 